black people and the trajectory and the history of black people in this country have us in a place where we find it very difficult to believe that people could lay plans uh, and, and follow through and execute them. Why? Because we have trouble laying plans and following through and execute them, like in our own personal lives. Like it's hard for us to balance a checkbook. It's hard for us to maintain our credit. It's hard for us to maintain a healthy workout schedule or diet plan or meal prep. It's hard for us to, to shop within our means. That's why we buy more Nazi Mercedes Benzes than white people, our white counterparts in the same country. Um, it's very hard for us to stick to some type of like constitution individually for families and communities. So it's hard for us to believe that a bunch of men got together 100 years ago and planned to scam scam us all out of our tax money and that we're all just puppets in that same theater today. It's very hard for people to understand that, to, to, to come to grips with that. We are currently living in a day and age where men suck and women don't exist. The phrase old white men is thrown out to delegitimize any opinion a man might have based on his age, skin color, and gender, AKA ageism, racism, and sexism. Is there any other group that we would we would be allowed to do that about? We are told that we live under a patriarchy and that men control women's bodies and that there's a wage gap, all these other things. but. This is despite the fact that according to a 2015 Gallup poll, 56% of women with children under the age of 18 want a homemaker role. They're not forced out of the workplace. They just don't really want to be there. Most of the time when we're talking about the wage gap, it's not real. Women prefer jobs that are either part-time or will allow them to be at home with their kids. It has nothing to do with the fact that they are not able to succeed at work. It's that they choose not to go into high-powered careers. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Thank you. 
Once again, 4th of July, part two, Jersey Judah back with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, right? So... I was I was supposed to do this a lot earlier, but I ended up passing out <laughs> like an old piece of shit, man. Um, with the last episode that I did, which I was finally able to upload like an hour or so ago from this morning, I decided because I was still recording. It was like 12 something. I didn't eat nothing yet. Usually I don't wait until like. I'll wait until like two or three o'clock to eat some days. But today was not the day. So I went to the store, grabbed some grub real quick, went home. I ate and then I just caught the itis, man, went to sleep. I went to sleep at like maybe two thirty, three o'clock. Next thing I know, I'm waking up. And it's like fucking 530. So that means at this point now, it's quarter to eight. So I'm not doing nothing more than an hour and 30 minutes because I got to go to sleep early, wake up tomorrow at like 545 and get ready for work. So with that alone, I already knew like, hey, even if I was the party type, the party goer, I couldn't do nothing that crazy today anyway, because I had to go back to work tomorrow and Thursday. But after Thursday, you guys already know, three-day weekend, back at it. But today was interesting day, I guess. You know, for the fourth, why not? A day off, but it's not really a day off, see? If you got to go to work the next day, there really isn't that much to do. Like for me, like I've been waking up early now, which in some ways it's beneficial in other ways it isn't. So if I sleep 
after like midnight and I wake up at eight, I'll be all right. If I sleep after three o'clock and I wake up at eight, I'll think that I'm all right until two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon comes and I'm laying back down. So I got to keep on top of a, a proper sleeping schedule, although I slept enough today. So it is what it is. These days are just fucking me up, man. These days are fucking me up. Like today is Tuesday and I felt that today was Sunday because I'm not at work. But anyway, we got a doozy for you. We got a doozy. Nothing too major, like I said. Uh, gotta be up tomorrow, but that doesn't stop the flow of the podcast. We got Doc Rich. Old classic. Not necessarily old, but this white guy from New York was talking about how the blacks are just being lied to. And he made a reference to Malcolm X. And we go a little bit over that as well. That's from Doc Rich. Then we got a clip from Joe Rogan's podcast. When Ice Cube claimed that they offered him, I think, what was it, $9 billion or $9 million or something in order to get vaccinated or something like that. But we'll get to it when the time comes. But for right now, let's not waste any more time. Doc Rich. Uh, what's the video name? White man goes off on black people. Oh, boy. That doesn't sound good. But hey, don't take my word for it. <laughs> and uh, we got a very interesting video today. I've got a few different clips that I'm going to be combining together into one video. So stick around. It, 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 it's, um, it's quite the doozy. You are definitely going to want to watch this one. You're not going to want to miss it. But before we hop into it, hit that like button. All right. Really helps out the YouTube algorithm to get these videos out to more and more folks. All right. As you guys have noticed, um, at least all of my shorts, I know for a fact my shorts, uh, there's something weird going on with my YouTube shorts. And a lot of you have noticed it. Like when you click on my YouTube short to watch it, it says that nobody has commented. It says I have zero comments on my YouTube shorts every time I upload one. But when you click on the actual comments, there's all types of comments in there. Like people have actually gone in there. I think that's just, um, yeah, because they did that a lot with a lot of videos. I would look at a video and go, how is it possible that 15,000 people like this short, but nobody comments? But then if you click on the comment section, a whole bunch of comments load up. So it's like, no, that's not the case. But it's happening. It's been happening. Uh, conservative content creators have been dealing with this probably over a decade now with social media. Uh, whether we talk about the current president, the last president, depending on how we talk about it, you know, these people have a choice of they'll take your shit away. Oh, you you uh, you believe in what? Freedom of speech? Right to bear arms? Oh, no, nah, you got to go. It's just, it's, it's amazing how these people can pick and choose when a comment or when, a, when content is good and when content deserves to get flagged or shadow banned. 
So make sure you guys are hitting that like button and sharing these videos. It's the arrow button down below. Also, if you would like to support my channel, all right, go to DocRichClothing.com and go and cop some of that merch, uh, all types of things on that website, okay? Go and take a look. And um, with that being said, let's dive in. Interesting. Interesting to see the black communities in Chicago and New York screaming bloody murder now because these illegal immigrants are coming into your towns, being sent into your towns to take over your to take over your shelters for your homeless, take your jobs, everything. And now you're up. I've been warning you folks, you black folks in the inner cities <laughs> for years. The white liberal politician is your enemy. Facts. Malcolm X. Now, he's about to say something. He, he mentioned Malcolm X. Now, does this guy seem like a enemy to the blacks? Is he really going off on the blacks? Or is he just telling it how it is? We'll let you decide. Said it in 65 in a speech. The white liberal is the black man's enemy. Pay attention. He's there are many whites who are trying Pay to attention. solve the problem. But you never see them going under the label of liberals. That, that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. He's the most deceitful. He's like a fox. And a fox is, almost, is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf. You can see the wolf coming. You know what he's up to. But the fox will fool you. He comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth, you think he's smiling. My guy in the last clip wasn't lying. Malcolm X actually said it. Mm. And this wasn't the only time he said it. Share this with your share this with your Democrat friends. I think more more folks need to see this because uh, until until I embarked on this journey of figuring out the truth, I had no clue that Malcolm X had ever said anything like this. I had no clue. Zero idea. Including the YouTube short that I dropped uh, yesterday, actually, of MLK. Said basically the same thing. Yep. MLK basically said, I think I have made a mistake and I am integrating black people into a burning house. And he was talking about the demo. Now, for people that don't know that, I actually remember that quote more than anything from the I have a dream speech. Legit. Besides, you know, not judging people by their color, but by their character. Um, huge quote by MLK, Martin Luther King, was never talked about as much because people didn't know exactly what he was talking about. Even at that time, he was speaking in code, but what he was pretty much saying is he regrets working side by side with... Uh, LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson. He had an award handed to him, rumor has it, <coughs> by none other than Margaret Sanger, a woman who was known for her views about blacks and about eugenics and things of that nature, and was also known for speaking at Klan rallies. Now, we can say that MLK just didn't know any better. Knowing the information and what we know about history today, we can look back and say he was kind of bamboozled and tricked by the Democrats. Malcolm X saw it coming. 
which is why Malcolm X had to go. Party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go and check out my YouTube short. You'll hear it. So not only do you have Malcolm X saying, uh, yeah, these Democrats saying it's not it, but you also had Martin Luther King Jr., MLK, saying the same thing. Yeah. Let that one sink in. Share this video, guys. Arrow button down below. All right. Copy the link. Text it to it. all of your Democrat friends. Everyone needs to have this information, needs to see that clip and hear it for themselves. Not from you, not from anybody else. They need to hear that themselves. OK. Let's continue on. It's the black man's enemy. He's a fox. He's a sneaky he says that he's going to help you for his own personal agenda. And here is another fucking example of that. <laughs> but yet you'll keep voting for these white fucking liberal politicians that don't give a fuck about you. Hopefully this wakes you up. Hey, Ooh. listen, I, 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 I have to bleep out the cursing. Okay. We need whites like that everywhere. Now, black people ain't going to want to admit it. But we need whites like that everywhere. He knows what's going on. I'm going to take a wild guess, you know, and assume that he's conservative. So now y'all, now you people know what I talk about when these when, when politics are mentioned, it goes beyond race. You got this black guy. I mean, excuse me, my bad. <laughs> He white. This white guy telling you more truths than Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson would ever tell you. But um, y'all get the message. He's not lying. If you haven't heard about the story of the Chicago residents being angry uh -oh. that the migrants are coming in. Uh-oh. Check out this next clip. It is insulting that you would consider such action about a forgotten community that none of you live in. Developing tonight, outbursts and outrage at a community meeting in South Shore over a housing plan for migrants. The debate comes as the city deals with a crisis of where to put migrants bust in from the border. Elizabeth Matthews is live now with more. Elizabeth. Pouring down contentious, to say the least. This forum was a chance for city leaders to get input from the public about the old South Shore High School housing migrants. The city got their input. A packed house at the South Shore International College Prep High School. The crowd voicing their opinion, strongly opposing the addition of migrants in their community. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> That's probably the only time that school in Chicago has ever been packed. Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> I had to say it. And also, let's just let's just also uh, mention the obvious. A lot of these people that you've heard in the beginning complaining about what's going on, they voted for it. See how that works? You get what you vote for. Enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you read you you read that sign right. Build the wall. Yeah. Twenty twenty four. The irony. Who wants to build the wall? The irony. The irony. <laughs> 
just like just like the footage, and I think this might they might go over it. Where the black residents, the black residents of Chicago is talking about we need to put the people of Chicago first. We need to put the people of this country first. Pretty much saying America first. But remember, if a white man says it is racist, if a black person says it, I guess it's okay. I'm sick of the hypocrisy, man. Now you got motherfuckers in Chicago with a sign saying build the wall. What president was talking about building the wall? I'm trying to. Oh, yeah, that's right. The same person y'all calling a white supremacist when he talks about building the wall. Niggas are stupid, man. I'm sorry. Voicing their opinion, strongly opposing the addition of migrants in their community. I am just outraged. Oh, yeah. I'm outraged, and I don't understand why our community was chosen. City representatives said the old South. <laughs> why your city was chosen? Um, let's see. Y'all niggas do nothing but kill one another, <coughs> and then cry to the white man. Y'all don't. See, and that's the problem with y'all, with y'all people, man. And I don't, and I'm not one of y'all niggas. I'm a different nigga. But that's the problem with y'all. Y'all don't, y'all don't handle the problems that you have. You just point out everybody else's problems. Then when the problems come directly to you, you go to the same people that you pointed out as racist and ask them for help. And God forbid if those people tell you to fuck off, we ain't helping you. You on your own. Why is Chicago chosen? Why not? I mean, they can just look at the city of Chicago and go, well, these people don't seem to care about their area. Look at the property. Look at the pollution. Look at the violence. Look at the drugs. Oh, this will be a perfect spot. We know where to drop these people off at. And here you go. Enjoy yourself. You know, maybe next time you'll pay attention on what's going on, and you'll know who the fuck to vote for. You won't. You won't look at. Uh, you won't just look at feelings and which one says the right thing, and you'll actually pay attention to facts and see if people are actually doing the right thing. High school would not be a shelter, but one of three respite centers for the migrants to temporarily sleep, eat, and take a shower. Huh. Starting with about 250 people taking up the building's <laughs> first floor. This is a way for the city to get the current 300 migrants out of the police stations. Questions were asked, but answers hard to hear interrupted by the upset crowd. Before the meeting, a small protest of South Shore neighbors demanding the energy put into the migrant issue be put into their neighborhoods. It is a slap in the face that we as citizens of the United States of America do not have the resources and support did she just call herself a citizen of the United States of America? Doesn't that sound weird? I mean, think about it. Black folks finally consider themselves citizens of America? You mean you're no longer the descendants of Africans? You mean you finally came to the conclusion that you and your people been in this country long enough to actually be considered an American? Get out of town. Bring people who are not citizens here in our community, in our buildings that we pay taxes for oh. that you took away from us. Oh, you know what these people sound like? I just thought about it. 
it took me a while. It was, it was, it was going on. Like the term was in my brain. I just couldn't think about it. And then it popped up. Wait, these blacks sound like conservatives. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is like borderline Saturday night live sketch. So many hypocrisies here. Completely unacceptable. We are in a humanitarian crisis right now. The black people in Chicago are bleeding on the streets. Mayor elect Brandon Johnson. Why? But why? Why are the blacks in Chicago bleeding in the street? Are the blacks in Chicago bleeding in the street because there's Ku Klux Klan uh, skinheads? Remember Juicy Jesse Smoulier? Jesse Smoulier, right? Remember him? Remember that fairy, the gay Tupac? That's what he calls himself. Remember he made that he made that allegation, or he tried to create this scenario where two so-called MAGA Republicans jumped him, and it ended up being his security guard. Y'all remember that? Oh. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, going back to that question. Why are blacks bleeding in the streets of Chicago? Is it from one of those so-called white supremacists? No. Is it from other people, other communities? Is it even from the police in large numbers? No. It's from other blacks. But see, that was the problem that y'all should have took care of first. But instead, you blame whitey. You blame the white man for what's going on in your city and your communities, proving to me that you have the victimhood inferiority complex and you look for white man to save you. Same white man that y'all will call the devil will be the same white man you ask for reparations. And that's why y'all niggas ain't shit. I'm going to say that straight up. And I'm black. I can say that. Y'all niggas ain't shit. Y'all know know y'all ain't shit. Y'all wait till the last fucking minute. Just like the white man said. Just like the white conservative man said. Y'all wait till the last fucking minute to react. When it's already too late. They're already taking over your communities. You're fucked. Game over have this to say about the migrant crisis. We have a responsibility to make sure that families who are seeking love and support here in the city of Chicago and throughout the state of Illinois, that they are not just welcome, but they are serviced. Oh yeah. So is this a done deal? A spokesperson for Mayor Lori Lightfoot's office says this is a possible solution, but still a fluid situation. Reporting live tonight, Elizabeth <laughs> Matthews, Fox 32. Maybe, maybe this is what it takes. And when they talk about a solution. Oh, yeah, it's a solution. It's a, it's a solution for the immigrants. <clears throat> no disrespect for them. It's a benefit and it's good for them. They have a place of refuge. Free. They ain't being charged. They're not being criminalized. They're going, hey, you need to seek refuge. We know exactly the place 
it's a little area, <laughs> little, it's a little area we call Chicago. Yeah. Oh, no, we're not going to put you in the gated communities. We're not going to put you in the rural areas. We're not going to do that. No, no. We'll put you in the urban surroundings. Oh, those people. Oh, those people that live there. They're just blacks. They don't really contribute much to society, which is why we're replacing them with you. You are our new blacks. The Mexicans, the Hispanics that come in, they're the new blacks. They're, they're giving them all the treatment. Black people don't even know it that they've been they've been cast out years ago. <laughs> and y'all think these niggas give a shit about you. They cast y'all niggas aside years ago. When Lyndon B. Johnson decided to start the welfare program and keep y'all niggas in chains, and the way that he kept you in chains was financially. He made sure that you didn't do more than what you were supposed to do, and you get a little chump change along the way. Negroes didn't learn from it, and they still using the same system now that's pretty much enslaving them financially and economically. But don't listen to me. I'm a nigga. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what it, ha- what it takes to wake bye people bye. up to reality. You're done. Malcolm X, MLK. Don't vote for these foxes. Now they're actually getting to feel it. Yep. Not just hear, you know, Republicans who are considered, you know, the worst people on earth, according to, you know, some folks. Now they don't just now they just don't have to hear it from Republicans. They get to feel it in their own city from the the very people that they voted for. A school that they allegedly took from them, closed it down. Now they're all of a sudden opening it back up. Why didn't they keep it open? Why didn't they have it open before available for the residents there to house the residents that were already living in the area? Just saying. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I think I think uh, it's great that uh, my brother at the beginning of the video came out and spoke the way that he did and said what he said because it needed to be said. I don't think enough people are saying what needs to be said. And he definitely. And let's be honest. If a black person were to say this and if this black person wasn't a celebrity or if this black person wasn't known worldwide, nobody would have paid attention. Because this is a white man speaking, people are listening. People at first, they get mad. Oh, how dare him talk about what's going on in our communities? Shut the fuck up. Y'all don't give a fuck about what's going on in your community. You let dr- you let drugs and crime riddle your areas, destroy the kids, turn everybody into fucking drugged out zombies, but you claim to care about your fucking community. These niggas are hypocrites, and that's why I'd rather not communicate with them. That's why I stay to myself. We can't bring up, we can't talk about what are the solutions when you become part of the problem. There's no, it's illogical. It doesn't make sense. Why would I talk to a person who's a part of the problem and try to come up with a solution as if he's going to go along with it? When are you people going to wake up and realize what's going on and that you're not restricted by your color? You're not restricted by your community. You're not restricted by your neighborhood. You choose to be. You'll see niggas stagnant just in one spot day in and day out. 
as if that's all they have. As if there's not an entire world around them. It's like you become institutionalized. And not only institutionalized when it comes to uh, more of the physical, but metaphysical. It's like your neighborhood is, is like your prison. Your community becomes your prison. And prisons aren't taken care of. You know how prisons are. People die in prison. People get raped in prison. People get stabbed in prison. And it's the same with these communities. The police officers are not doing nothing to help. And if somebody within their own community stands up and tries to do something positive in the community, their ideas are shot down and so are them. Because people in the black community don't like niggas who speak up. They don't like niggas who are completely honest. They like niggas that play a role. They like niggas who act. They like niggas who rap. They like niggas who play basketball. They don't want niggas getting political. They don't want niggas having true conversations and true dialogue. They can't have it. Because it points the finger at them. It's like I talked about this before. Oh, who's the coon? This nigga's a coon. That nigga's a coon. The man who's out here spreading information and talking about the issues that's really going on, those aren't the coons. Those are the people you should be listening to. The niggas on the corner that ain't about shit, the niggas on the corner that's only dealing with A, B, and C type of activities, dumb shit, fundamental shit, in other words, elementary shit, Those are the coons. They sell themselves short. They sell the community short. But nobody wants to speak on that. It's like, how can a rapper... Like, think about it like this. And I listen to rap music. But how can a rapper tell you that another person's a coon when they made money and they're making money off of glorifying violence and drugs? How are these people the ones to call another black man a coon. Despicable. Anyway, we're going to finish this video and we're going to go right into the next video. He did. Uh, the, the, the person holding the sign in the back of the crowd uh, definitely said what needed to be said. <laughs> Man, oh man. Yeah, it's getting crazy out here, man. It's getting crazy. But as always, y'all let me know what you thought about all of this in the comment section below. Like, share, comment, and hit that subscribe button. It's right up over there. Click click that thing to subscribe. Click it. And then uh support Doc Rich D O C Space R I C H on YouTube. Now we're going to get into uh, some spicy content, not to say that this was anything mild, but um, now we're going to get into the spicy content. Uh, Ice Cube did an interview with Joe Rogan. They talk about um, the situation that went on three years ago, the cough, cough, lockdown scenario. Um. 
And Ice Cube says some uh, wild accusation. It's not that I don't believe him. I just don't want to be looked at as one of those anti-science people. But you guys will get what I'm talking about when the time comes. Here we go. I, I saw that you would you'd have to pass out a movie because they wanted you to get shot. Yeah. You know, they... Um Strangest thing, you know. Say we're doing a movie, we're doing a movie. Um, I'm like, okay, and then um, all the producers in Hollywood decided that <clears throat> they don't want anybody on their movie set that haven't gotten a vaccine. And what year was this? This is 2020. Okay, so it's in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we're coming out of it. Um, I think it might be 21 when, when, okay, everything is going back to normal. But it the, the, the I, I believe the news came out um, during 2020. And so, you know, I never thought it was a producer's mandate. You know, I thought it was a studio mandate. But I think the studios really wanted to have, you know, kind of a little out, so they put it on a producer. Like, this is not us. This is mm-hmm. this production, that production, this production, that production. I'm like, but it, it's every production. So you mean to tell me every producer in Hollywood has this mandate? Give me a break. <laughs> it has to come from the studio to hit every producer because every producer don't think the same. Like, right. every some producers... You know, um, had their own different opinions. So anyway, it was a studio mandate. They put it on individual producers. <laughs> In other words, what Ice Cube was trying to say was there were some producers and some people that were conservative. In other words, they didn't really believe all this shit going on, but they're going along to get along because they're in the showbiz. They're in that industry. And also... It's quite interesting to note that the producers and these directors were the ones who allegedly said, you know, gave these celebrities the vaccine mandation. Now, this becomes a touchy subject. Excuse me. This becomes a touchy subject, right? Because... There were people like myself. I had gotten I had gotten two shots. I forgot which one it was. It was the. Um, I don't think it was the Pfizer shit. It was I think it was the Pfizer one where you had to get you had to get a shot and then you had to come back like three days later or some shit. I had gotten it. And the reason why I've gotten the shot was I needed my job. And even though after I got in the shot, let me see, that was April, so May, June, July, August, September. After I got in the shots, I left my job six months later. But I needed it. And I don't get why, and it's, it's easy for a celebrity to go, hey, don't get vaccinated. It's easy. It's easy for a, a celebrity to say that. He has money in the bank regardless. He's making money regardless. 
you're a regular motherfucker with a job. You have a responsibility. And then these people come to you all at once saying, hey, you got to get the mandated vaccine or we can't have you here. So a lot of people said, fuck it. They got in a vaccine, whatever, whatever. And some people were told, oh, you remember the vaccine? What did they have? Was it a vaccine passport or whatever the fuck it was? Stupid shit. Oh, you got your vaccine at this day? Let me see some let me see some verification. And they got the little the little card saying when you got the vaccine. How terrible. And I hate to say it, but I knew that there was something wrong with the with the whole situation because when they wanted to, they'd mention it. And it, it, it reached the point where when the election of 2020 happened, a lot of the, the death count and all that shit, the people who got it, the cases and the, the demographic and the numbers of all that magically disappeared when Biden got elected. It was as if COVID never existed once Biden got elected. You still seen people with masks, but you heard less and less about COVID. Interesting. So... Producers talking to my people, and they're like, if he don't take it, you know, we, we, he can't be in the movie. It's like, it's not taking it. It's not taking it. It's like, okay, can't do the movie. Okay, no problem. Now, I didn't go out telling everybody what happened. I didn't um, um, put the word out that I didn't even tell people that I wasn't vaccinated. I didn't tell people not to go get vaccinated. I didn't tell people that I'm not doing this movie because I don't want to be vaccinated. Uh, but somehow, some way, the news hit the, you know, I don't know if Hollywood Reporter or somebody put it out that this is why Cube is not doing the movie. And I thought it was chicken shit. thought it was, you know, um, it's like what happened to the HIPAA laws? You know, or, or OSHA, one of them, <laughs> I forgot, I think it's HIPAA, you know, where you're not supposed to to reveal a person's medical status. And here it is, they print in mine. Um, and so I just thought it was bullshit. And, um, and it just kind of snowballed, you know. I'm like, what they want is for people to tell me I'm stupid. Uh-huh. You know yep, what I mean? They exactly. want people to tell me... You turning nine, you turning down nine million dollars. You stupid. You know I'll do anything for nine million dollars. How stupid can you? nine million dollars? I mean, let's face it. And this is and this is just me being honest. For a name like Ice Cube to only be offered nine million dollars, trust me, it ain't worth the money for somebody like him. I can only imagine, like, this guy, Ice Cube, was a voiceover in Call of Duty. I wonder, a lot of people didn't know that. It wasn't until I played, I think it was Modern Warfare 2 that he's in, and Modern Warfare 1, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm like, wait, this nigga sound like Ice Cube. We're talking about Call of Duty. One of the best, and at this point, pretty much overrated a franchise in the video game industry, Call of Duty. Being offered only nine million to do a movie. Like, nah. <laughs> I 
Um, and I don't care about that. You know, it's like I didn't lose nine million dollars because I never had it. Like if you never have some shit, you don't, you can't lose it. OK, you lose it when it's in your bank account. Then you look up and it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you never had it, I didn't lose it. It just was never given to me. And so, you know, they, they tried to, you know, put my business in the street. <laughs> put pressure on me everybody around me telling me how stupid I am so I can go get vaxxed and say you know please let me do the movie you know that was never gonna happen I don't care if it was 20 million um that was never gonna happen and if you got injured from that vaccine you would have paid that 20 million to be healthy again damn, damn right damn yeah damn right there's a lot of people out there that wish they they weren't forced into making that decision and that's where the and there it is. That's the separation from the civilian and the celebrity. This is a perfect, like, yo, what I just talked about, right? Where there's people that, whether they felt they needed to be vaccinated or they felt they needed to be vaccinated out of health or concerns about health, or they needed to be vaccinated in order to keep a job and to keep food on the table, especially while the pandemic was going on. To be a celebrity and say, all right, so to be a celebrity or to have money and not have to worry about, you know, working and doing this and doing that, for you to just say, well, I don't know why a regular person would get vaccinated, then you're out of touch, bro. You've been in the spotlight for too long. Maybe you need less money. Maybe you need less opportunity. Maybe you need to work hard like everybody else to come to that realization. But yeah, you know, Joe Rogan and Ice Cube can go, oh yeah, I don't know why people would get vaccinated. Uh, jobs, livelihood, keep food on the table. We're not all celebrities. We're not driving Bentleys like y'all. Just just a few just a few things. Lawsuits are going to come from. The real lawsuits, since you can't sue the vaccine companies, they're going to start suing these businesses and they're already lining up. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It was a gigantic error. And, and they're... <clears throat> You know, they, they fired a lot of people. You know, I think they fired a lot of um, they fired cops, a lot of cops in New York. Yeah. And they had to hire them back. And give them back pay. And give them back pay. But what about the ones that were injured that took the vax? Yeah. You know, they got to have some kind of repercussion because, yeah. you know, they they just proved that they just kind of told on themselves that we got this wrong. Yeah. And nobody yeah. wants to talk about it. That's the crazy thing, because all the nobody news can. Yeah, you know that's yeah. what I'm talking about. The the gatekeepers. Uh-huh. Nobody yeah. can Uh-oh. talk about it because somebody above them told them no. Um, from this outlet, that outlet. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I think it's more extreme than that. I don't even think these people told them no. I think these people told them you better not. You know the consequences. That's what they told them. Are you trying to speak out? Uh Uh-uh. You want to lose your job like such and such? No? Then you better tell these people to get vaccinated. You better advertise our companies. You better do as we tell you. So when Ice Cube mentions the gatekeepers, that's what he's talking about. You know, the NBA, and going back to that, you know, I'm I'm just kind of putting it in perspective, but... 
The guys in the NBA used to talk about the big three. If you go back to year one, all the time. And then they just stopped. And then I asked, you know, I asked my guy, you know, uh, what happened, man? Why y'all stopped? They told us we couldn't uh, mention the big three anymore on air. So I'm like, that's chicken shit. You know, that's that that's that bullshit that I'm talking about. That, yeah. that you know, I'm talking about what happened to me, but it obviously happens everywhere to all of us. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. and we gotta somehow, some way get these people out of our way. Or um not support what they're doing and producing. Um, you know, some of these mainstream outlets are really just an extension of these corporate conglomerates who want to, you know, kind of control our emotions, control our movement, control our spinning, control our Uh personalities, control our mind. Um, And, you know, what are we going to do about it, like, at the end of the day? Operation Mockingbird. All of the news at news media outlets are telling you the same story. Word for word. Look at media, the people who speak out and the people that tell you what's really going on, they get rid of them. Tucker Carlson, Megan Kelly, just an example. Glenn Beck, a couple other guys. If they're not going along with the script, oh, they'll find somebody else. But what happens when the people or the person becomes bigger than the machine? What if this one person, this one man, in this case, Tucker Carlson, becomes bigger than the entire network of Fox? Now, Fox is scrambling. But all they really do is hire a replacement. Hire a no-name, give him some credibility, give him some shine, and give him a routine to follow. And he'll they'll tell him, hey, you saw what happened to Tucker. We don't want that happening to you. But in all actuality, Tucker left Fox and was getting 100 million views versus being on Fox only getting 25 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to just sit here and let it happen day after day to where steamrolled and, 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 um, wore out and have no fight in us or are we gonna stand up where we can you know what I mean and push back when we can I know everybody can't in all situations and don't feel bad when you can't but when you can and you know you can do it yes do it like when you have the leverage take it yeah take it like like UFC when you got the leverage you gotta go yeah use that yeah. To your advantage, you might not always have the leverage. You might not always have, you know, the right uh, timing. But when you do, when you can, we we gotta we gotta buck buck back. You know, um, if not, we're just gonna continue to get steamrolled and not be heard and canceled and all this kind of stupid stuff. Yeah, and we're just repeating patterns that have played out throughout history. 
Yes. When people get power, they want to have ultimate power. They want more power. But here's the question. What happens if people don't know the history? Is it safe to say that they are destined and doomed to repeat history without even knowing that it happened? I mentioned this with Joe Biden in a in a previous episode, maybe a couple episodes back. You got a guy who's been fraudulent his entire life. 47 years in politics. Lying. Um, taking lines from Bobby Kennedy's speeches. Um, taking lines from a prime minister and using it as his speech, using it as his message and being caught red handed multiple times by multiple sources. But the youth don't know about the history of Joe Biden. They only know him for being the vice president of Barack Obama. And in a bizarre world and in a bizarre turn of events, it would be possible for Biden to have beaten Donald Trump. It would have been possible. Because the youth knows nothing about what has happened before them. And when you try to educate these motherfuckers, it's in one ear, out the other, man. And look, I'm only playing these celebrities and shit to prove a point. Realistically, they are supposed to be a part of the propaganda. Like, they're supposed to be a part of the distraction. It is, it is typical that they distract you, they prevent you from knowing about what's really going on, give you some watered down information, bring on, you know, a shitty overrated celebrity or entertainer to keep your mind off of what's really going on. Now, every now and then you got a couple of people that break free. A lot of people were giving credit to Dave Chappelle, but then Dave Chappelle became more known so it was kind of obvious that he took the bait one way or another. I think the controversy of him talking about, you know, trans and all this other shit, that ain't nothing new. It ain't nothing. Wait, Eddie Murphy was talking about the gays and shit and delirious and raw way before Dave Chappelle was bringing it up. And then before and before Eddie Murphy, there was guys like Pryor. And before Pryor, there was guys like Red Fox that was talking about this shit years ago. It's just today, people are so sensitive. Going back to what I talked about uh, maybe last week, you got a professor of biology getting fired for teaching, you guessed it, biology. Male, female, chromosomes, gender. Been saying the same thing, teaching the same thing for 20 plus years. But because of one hypersensitive bitch hearing what she found to be offensive, which logic today happens to be offensive, by the way, I don't think you guys catch that. One woman 
One student offended runs out of the classroom, causes the professor his job 20 plus years. Did he say anything extreme? No. Biology. Was he was he even lying or exaggerating about it? No. It's logical. He's been doing the same shit, teaching the same curriculum for 20 plus years. But it's the people today who are too sensitive. So now Dave Chappelle, we're still talking about Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, and we're going to talk for a little bit more. We'll make this an hour and 30 minutes just for GP. You know what I mean? It's, it's 838. I got at least a, I got at least a strong hour and 30 minutes before I need to be in bed. But you got Dave Chappelle makes a comment about transsexuals, makes a joke about it. And then I think he made a joke about lesbians or something that got stirred up in some bullshit. Everybody's going, oh, man, you know, Dave Chappelle, he's going, he's really going against the system. And it's like, is he? Is he really? Because you and I, we we would probably feel the same way. But he's not saying nothing new. Like I said, the Eddie Murphy, I think the Eddie Murphy routine that he did on Delirious about the gays, that shit is comedy gold. Or it could be raw. I get raw and delirious mixed up. But they've been talking about gays for you. And look what happened to Eddie Murphy, allegedly. Remember when he got caught up in, uh, I think it was in Beverly Hills or Hollywood, with a uh, transgender uh, prostitute? Do y'all remember that? I'm sure you don't. Look it up. But this shit been going on. And Hollywood's been perverted. I don't understand what's the crazy, what's the big deal. And I don't say that in the be light about it. It's like, before Epstein, there's Weinstein. But that's only notoriety-wise. These people been doing their moves behind the scenes for many moons, man. It's just now, some of the people became whistleblowers, the people that are still alive talking about it. Even with the FBI whistleblowers, with the shit going on with Hunter Biden, the laptop situation, a lot of these people get silenced. They don't get a chance to speak out because what it is, man, it's literally a representation of a bombshell. That's what it is. It is a actual bombshell. When these people start talking about what what's really going on behind the scenes, you you begin to realize that, you know, we spend too much time trying to cater to one another. And it's like everyone wants to be a part of something, even even something they have no clue about. I want to be left to my own device. I want to be left to my own thoughts. Right. Because when you're tied up in other people's thinking, like the way that Ice Cube broke it down, he didn't want to say what he wanted to say, but he said enough to where if people can read through the lines, sort of the code words, you'll know what he was talking about. It's like when he decided not to get the vax, right, the jabs, he knew the consequences that comes with it. Not because of his personal decision, but his status 
along his personal decision. Who he is. He's a name. And there are celebrities that are just out of their fucking minds or they're just bought and paid for. Or they're made they're made to be looked at as crazy or unstable just to keep people sort of lost and programmed and distracted. I mean, this bitch like the black Alex Jones, man. <laughs> I just realized it. I mean, this bitch like the black Alex Jones. But seriously, if you really pay attention to what's going on, and it's been going on for years, man, decades. Um, like the perversion and, you know, this celebrity possibly being gay or this celebrity into transsexuals. That shit's been going on for many moons, man. But going into like Ice Cube, when he mentions the gatekeepers, these are the people that will tell you what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. What you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. And also, this could be looked at in a sense of the gatekeepers being. How can I say this? Like the gatekeepers are are the ones that are connected to the handlers. Like the handlers are the ones that, you know, organize the schedule, tell the guy what he has to do at what time. Those are the people. Look at Kanye West's situation. I'm not going to get too deep into that. But his handler was connected to the gatekeepers directly. And had threatened Kanye West like, hey, we don't we don't want you uh going off the handle again so we would have to uh, pretty much facilitate you and zombify you on tons of drugs because we control you Kanye that's what they told him pretty much we control you nigga and you ain't going nowhere and you're not gonna you're not gonna rock the boat are we gonna put you in the newspaper again as someone who's mentally unstable and will damage your reputation and by the way this is after, uh, what was that? Was that Chase Morgan, whatever bank that is? Morgan Chase Bank, whatever. That's after they canceled Kanye West's bank account. Like, hey, you can't bank with us anymore. You talked about the Jews. We can't have you with us. That's how that went. And that was after the Gap situation fell through. And then that was after the Adidas situation fell through. And this is after he got taken out of the Billionaire Boys Club. Is it is it a coincidence? Like, really sit back and think about it. Is Kanye West really crazy? You ever thought about that? Probably not. I mean, he's crazy because of the surrounding he's in. Look at his surroundings. Look at the industry that he's in. Look at his handlers. And what Ice Cube talking about in the gatekeeper, like the gatekeeper realm, you'll notice rappers. And I mentioned this before a while back. You'll notice the rappers who've kind of been long gone music wise. Like their music is not to say that their music never sold, but their music made a lot within a small time slot. So these are guys who had like three or four smash club hits. Right. Billboard chart hits, smash hits and may have had one or two platinum albums and then they just stopped making music. 
and then they'll just pop back up out of nowhere. You're like, what the fuck? Where the hell has this nigga been? Now he got a TV show or he got a series. And people go, how is that possible? He's dealing with gatekeepers. He's good with the gatekeepers. He got to do the rituals. And y'all know what I'm talking about. He got to do some rituals. He got to do some freaky things to get to the level that he's at, but he's still connected. Then you have people who are who are talented, right? And you rarely hear from them. You hear from them every now and then. You're like, yo, why isn't this guy where he should be at in terms of talent and credibility? Why is he still at where he's at? Because he's not going along with the booty bandits. He's not playing the booty boy games. You know what I mean? He not getting tossed. He ain't getting his butt tossed for a record deal. He ain't playing the games, man. He's saying, fuck this. I ain't dealing with these niggas. And they'll try. And what they'll do is, which if, if you're a musician, you can get enough buzz. You can find enough people to network with. You can just go independent and be perfectly fine and be comfortable with what you're getting. But if you're a person who's who's seeking that fame and credibility, then there's nothing that can be said. You'll you'll do anything to get that fame and credibility, uh, fame and credibility. You'll go to the Diddy parties. You'll go to these freaky Atlanta parties where niggas get their backs blown out for a record deal. You'll you'll see it all. You think Cat Williams was lying to niggas when he was talking about that in the stand up and notice what happened to Cat Williams after he made those comments. He was get he was in Target getting kicked the fuck out, and he was getting beat up by a teenager. Right after he said what he said, and y'all niggas still think that this shit is a game. You know the game is rigged when you see more talented people in your street in your neighborhood than in the entertainment business. That's when you know shit is crazy. You know shit is crazy, and I made this point time and time again. I'm gonna do it one more time. You know it's crazy when a person on YouTube can get more viewership and more people participating in what he has going on than an entire news corporation. Shit is big right now. Shit is major. It's just people don't pay attention. They'll never pay attention until things blow up. Literally. God forbid. Until things literally blow up. Oh, yeah. We're being attacked. We're being invaded. And in the back of their mind, they're saying, well, damn, all these other people that we called lunatics and maniacs were predicting this shit from day one. How did we know? Are we connected? Are we a part of this system that they have? Are we a part of this bloodline? No, we're just informed. We make the decision to want to know about what's going on. Good, bad, the ugly, whatever. We don't want to be lied to. We don't want to live in a fantasy. We don't want, we don't want to live off of imagination. The daycare days are over. It's time to grow up. It's time to know about what's really going on. Instead of blindly following others, blindly following politicians you know nothing about. Off of hearsay, y'all don't even look up the information. Y'all just go along with what someone tells you. And this is why I said it before. It's so easy to, for y'all people to be lied to. If 
you don't know about history, you're doomed to repeat it. It's always going to be like that. People, there'll be some people that are doing the same exact shit that someone before them did and are going to get the same results. The time doesn't change anything. There's nothing new under the sun, as they always say. It will just be a variation of something that already exists. MGTOW is a variation of something that already exists. The red pill, in a lot of ways, is a variation of something that already exists. And what is that? The truth and the harsh realities. That people aren't willing to really deal with. So what do they do? They sit back and they make excuses. The women especially, they blame everybody except the person in the mirror. They don't take accountability. First thing a man does in a lot of cases when it comes to women is take accountability and actually most of the guys beat themselves up because they feel that they were the ones that were doing wrong because they listened to the women. That y'all women women take no accountability and men take too much accountability. You almost take the accountability of the woman that you're with at the end because you're always the fall guy. This happened because of you. She'll cheat on you and blame you for it. What the? (laughs) Those are the best situations. Now, luckily, I never dealt with that. And now that I think about it, we're going to do something new for the remainder of the week or at least a good part of the week because I remember going over a lot of the stories about infidelity and women cheating on their husband and then blaming a husband for it or cheating while she's cheating on a husband she's she's blaming the man for cheating and then he ends up getting the private investigator finding out she's been cheating for the past five or so years they've been married for ten ain't that big of a deal <laughs> I miss those stories, but boy, those stories are brutal. When I'm done going through a lot of those stories, when I was going through them and reacting to the stories, I would feel so drained. It's like I feel the way that the men feel at the end of the entire relationship, being lied to, being manipulated. And then five years of that relationship or marriage, you think everything is fine and she's just seeking other options and you have no clue brutal right brutal but I'm gonna go through what was that Tony's I think that was Tony's cheating stories or something like that I gotta look that up shout out if if I'm saying the channel right look that up great stories I'm I'm gonna start digging through those in the near future so I think I think the shit is uh, it's brutal there's some there is a um, there's a comedy factor to it. There's a, there's a, there's a somewhat comedy to it. It's funny, but it's also fucked up. And you see firsthand how women look at men in relationships. Because if men, if men weren't looked at as just resources in a human wallet, then the woman would just end the relationship and move on. If a guy cheats, granted, he's going to want his cake and eat it too as well. 
It's just most guys, when they cheat on a woman, they don't end up getting with the woman permanently. Yeah, they'll sleep. They'll sleep around. Sure. But they're nine times out of ten and in, in more ways than one more committed to the woman than when a woman cheats. You see, when a woman cheats, she's already made her decision. And women cheat out of spite or they also just cheat for something new. Some of these women will claim that they're, they were happy with the guy that they're cheating on, but they just want something different. And I always ask this question to the men, when is enough enough? How many of these stories do you really have to hear? And how many situations similar to one another do you have to hear and know about before you go, hmm, maybe marriage and dealing with a lot of these modern women just ain't what it is. Other guys, they have a different way of thinking. And that's their that's their prerogative. It's their perspective. My perspective is for the men that's that's been with enough women, you've been with over what's the right number? Because I don't want to say something too low and I don't want to say nothing too high. <coughs> Let's be realistic. I say today, if you're a man that's been in five long term relationships or you're a man that's been in three long term relationships, but is also dabbled in, you know, sleeping with women and things like that. You kind of got what you got, meaning with how we are as human beings, we look at things in the past and we give it more credit than what it truly was. Maybe it's a form of uh, nostalgia or whatever the fuck it is. We, we give things too much credit and then the things that actually help us, we undermine it. That's how that's how people are, unfortunately. But I think if you've been in enough relationships, dealt with enough women, and you reach a similar conclusion that I've re- that I've reached, where it's like I wouldn't mind, I'm a, I wouldn't mind a reasonable one, but I can do without one in general. You see what I mean? Like with women, I wouldn't mind a reasonable woman, but I can do without just any woman in general. And um, I think Kendall Reacts was talking about how men need women, and that's not true. Most men today will tell you that they don't need families, they don't need children. So if you don't need those things, you technically don't need a woman. Your your need of a woman is just the lust, and it's just the temptation. It's nothing real meaningful. There's no purpose. You just want to dig into her, which is, it's it's natural, right? Especially for men. But that's all it is. Men who think too much about it, they sort of fantasize that woman or they fantasize women in general. And in their minds, they need a woman. But also, they may have had been raised with value. So maybe they need a woman because they want a family.
just depends on how you look at things. I just became, I've gained more of a worldly perspective, but I still have my opinions and views. I just understand how other people could disagree and why they would disagree rather than just go back and forth and call them a simp. Although every now and then, I mean, a lot of you guys deserve the title. We've all been there. And that's the thing about a simp. Every man, the men that talk about this person's a simp, that person's a simp, they were a simp themselves. I myself was a simp, which is why I talk about it the way that I do. There were so many situations, right? And I'm going to end this with the raw, the real, the red pill. We still got a good 10 minutes. Well, 13 minutes left. But I wanted to end it with on a red pill note. There were women, not even the women that I personally dealt with, just the women that I've seen when I was younger. And I would just see them by their looks, and that's it. And I would imagine, keyword, I would imagine them being something that they aren't. And like I say about most men, they create an image of a woman that already exists. She has her own image. She has her own spirit. She has her own ways. But we try to give her spirit. We try to give her a narrative in which she already has. And let's be honest, her narrative is based on the resources and the income that you can provide for most of them. It's not like this cheat code. It's not a way that you can unlock the way a woman thinks. You just you just pay attention to how they communicate and what is their substance of what they communicate about. If it's mostly materialism, you know what type of woman you're dealing with. Women who make a lot of money, they don't even talk about money. I want y'all to think about this. And it's the same thing I said before, where the older women who make a lot of money try to advertise that you don't need to have kids to be happy. That's the only exception is when a woman's trying to fool you to where she'll just tell you how much money she makes, what she does for a living, to try to be one of the guys. But guys aren't women and guys are impressed by how much a woman makes. But if you let a woman tell you, she can do the same thing that a guy does, including pick up men. <laughs> Jokes. These women are socially awkward individuals. Excuse me. They're socially awkward individuals. <sighs> Pour some more Miller. I figure I'll cheat today and have a couple cold ones. So I'm drinking Miller Draft out of the bottle, but in a cold cup, a, go a cold glass with a few ice cubes in it just to keep it cold. You know what I mean? I keep thinking that it's the weekend, but it's only Tuesday. It's nine o'clock and I got to go back to work. And I got to be up in nine hours. Is that it? Nine hours? 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 9 hours. But there is women, because we're, we're going to extend this. I don't give a shit. We'll extend this. I'll try to share this tonight, but if not, well, I'll share this tonight. Because if I can't share it tonight, 
I probably won't be able to share it tomorrow morning until about, I'd say, 9 o'clock. Because I have a, a good amount of things that I got to do at the job tomorrow. So I'm going to try to just be on top of it. So that way, when I get time during break, I can do something over an hour. But anyway, there was women, like I said, I viewed them. And this is when I was younger. Even today, it's still that portion is still a part of me, right? Whereas, like, we as men, straight men, we admire the beauty of a woman. But we, we, don't, we don't acknowledge the lack of beauty within that they truly have. Their beauty comes from cosmetics. You see what I mean? Their beauty is literally manufactured. See, I can break a bitch down very easily. I don't enjoy doing it, but I also don't feel guilty about it because a lot of women need to hear this. When you have men, it's like they implant they implant their own image. So how they feel, they implant it onto women. So if they're a guy that's shy and stayed in themselves, when they see a woman who's attractive, they imagine for some reason that woman being shy and staying to herself. And she can be the loudest bitch in the room. What the... But it's a it's a delusion that it's 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 men's delusion. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. But it's also based on the delusional mind and appearance from a woman or not even delusional. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say disingenuous either, although it is on the same. It's on the same level. I'll say let's just say disingenuous. So, like, the way a woman looks, a man comes up with this story of her. Oh, she must be this. She must be that. She must have this going on, that going on. She's a beautiful bum at best. And women who are beautiful bums, the problem with them is it's not even the fact that they're bums. They know they're beautiful and they can remain bums. That's their problem. It's like giving a beautiful woman a compliment as if she's never been complimented before and you getting upset because she didn't react the way that you wanted her to react from a compliment that you gave to her. What the? Niggas are lost. Simps. Stuck on stupid. Stuck on fucking retarded. Am I parked in the right spot? I hope I'm parked in the right spot this time around to see the fireworks. Now, I've been doing this. This has been my tradition for like five years because I've. When was the last time I went fireworks? The last the last relationship that I was in during Fourth of July, I know for a fact was back. I want to say a little bit after high school, I was dealing with this one chick. And I'm not sure. I think it was four dicks. Shout out to Fort Dix, New Jersey. Uh, we went out to Fort Dix because they had fireworks there. And I didn't care because, number one, at the time, I wasn't driving. I was late. I mean, I knew how to drive since I was, like, 12. My stepdad taught me how to, taught me how to drive his Jeep at, like, age 12. But I didn't get my license until I was 20. So this girl that I was with... I started dealing with her like in my junior year of high school. 
And I stayed with her probably two and a half years. That was like first, that was like the first official relationship that I was in. Junior year of high school, two and a half years. And during that time, I uh, I wasn't driving. She was driving. She had this shitty ass uh, Cavalier. It's a Lincoln Cavalier, I think. Had a shitty ass Lincoln Cavalier. It was like one of those crappy old cars. And it had like the manual um, sunroof in it. And I remember the bitch just nagging. But I always, I always could trust this woman when it came to driving. Regardless of how I feel about the woman. And I haven't seen her in many moons. I could trust her driving out of all the bitches that I've been in vehicles with. Like I said, I've I've had this bitch take us to seaside. I'm in like Central Jersey slash South Jersey. So to get to seaside is it's a it's a it's a mission, right? And I'll be fucking hungover, drunk, or not even drunk, just stoned, fucked up from the night before. I'll have her pick me up. I'll get in the car, go into the passenger seat, and just pass out. I was a piece of shit. I'm not even going to lie. I was not the good guy back in the day. (laughs) I never cheated. I never did nothing like that. I never put my hands on a woman. But I just was not a... I was just not a good person, especially in that relationship. And this and this bitch did absolutely everything, almost everything that I wanted. Besides leave me the fuck alone. That was the only thing that she was not necessarily talented at. That was not a skill set that she could work on. Constant hassle. But that was the last time I went to see fireworks. It's the whole point I'm making the story. Fireworks... I don't know how to feel like I don't mind fireworks. It's just the point of going into a crammed parking lot or just just a crammed in park, a bunch of sweaty people bumping into one another just to see some fireworks. It just never was my thing, especially like in relationships, because women find it romantic and shit and they want to make out. And look, I'm I'm a straight guy, but it's just like I'm not cliche like that. I, I just like the fireworks. Yeah, I don't like bitches all close to me while sh- I, I like to enjoy the shit. My personal space. Why don't you just stand there and behave? You can't say that to a woman because that's fucked up. Fuck these bitches, man. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm done. Tired of it. That's why I call, like I said, this is my silent, quiet rage. I don't, I'm not going to go completely in, right? But I'll just say it straight up. I'm sick of these bitches. They ain't shit. They know they ain't shit. Guys start catching up or guys go, all right, I'm getting the fuck out of this country. Find some bitches elsewhere. That's when you finally hear these women speak up. They don't say anything positive, by the way. Oh, well, you niggas, y'all ain't shit anyway. Y'all this, y'all that. All these women, all these women out of shape. All these women extremely unattractive. The men, 
like, like I, how many times do I have to say this? Men are super simple. It's to our own detriment that we are simple. We don't ask for much. Some of us don't ask for shit at all. Men have been designed to suffer in silence. Many young men have taken their lives from loneliness. And, and, and loneliness is an illusion. You're never alone. If you are breathing and if you're on earth, you're within your spirit. You're never alone. It's an illusion. And that's something that I always wanted to bring up. It was something that had been on my mind for years, actually. Because I've experienced, quote unquote, loneliness in a room full of people. I'm going to say that again. I've been in lonely situations in a room full of people with people that I that I called my so-called friends and not even knowing that I was alone at that time. And here I am today by myself most of the time. And I feel I'm in the best company possible. A lot of people will never experience what I'm saying. They will never understand what I'm talking about. But it exists. Loneliness is one of the biggest illusions out there. Because along with love, love in itself is evil backwards. Because <laughs> a lot of people, like if you if you know about words and how words are used, you'll understand. Love is evil backwards. This emotional love, that's all of a woman. A man should never have that spirit. A man should have love, but in a logical sense. Logic. Meaning, love with meaning instead of love with emotions. Emotions change. Like the temperature. It's up high one minute and then it drops nightfall. This is a, uh, I would say a special edition, 4th of July one odd day of the week that I had off is so this week sucks. I don't want to say it sucks because it doesn't. But in a way, it does. Because, like, honestly, I would have rather I would have rather had off Monday. Then come in Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Rather than come in yesterday, Monday, work nine hours, then go, oh, I got a whole day off. And then at the end of the day, go, wait, now I got to go back Wednesday and Thursday. What the hell? You know what I mean? But yeah, the thing is, that whole like loneliness stage... And what I was saying before is, like, I've been lonely with people. Like, and that's the worst feeling. Being being lonely or being, quote, unquote, by yourself or alone, lonesome, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, that's a part of life. I don't know why people make it such a big deal. I remember I remember making a big deal of it because I never thought that I'd experience it the way that I did. In which, like I said, that loneliness comes from being around people that you truly don't understand and that you know nothing about. And the only reason you're around them is to kill time. 
Oh, there's the fireworks. Just to kill time, you're around people. And the interactions go nowhere. You guys hanging out, doing this, doing that, goes nowhere. You feel out of place, right? You feel like you don't belong where you're currently at. You feel that there's just something else out there. You just don't know what it is. And it's that anxiousness. It's like being anxious to a point where it's like, you worry about that. You say, is this is this all that I'm destined to be? Or is this is this place going to be my grave? Or are these people really the people that I should be relying on? Then when you start asking those questions, it's like life or God reveals itself. And then you see what's really going on around you. And whatever people say, third eye, they think about devil worship and all that. I don't look at the third eye like that. Your third eye is your pineal gland. And it's literally, it's it's your eye, it's your spiritual eye. Um, it's your intuition in a lot of ways. It's your better part of you, Right. In terms that your thoughts, and this is just my personal belief, your thoughts and your imagination is of the devil. And that's the evil within you. But your spirit that is of God, that is from God, that is the good within you. So you always see cartoons where it's like the good the good half comes off, comes out and says, hey, you need to do this, do what's right, take care of what you need to take care of. And then the bad half is on the other side telling you to do evil and things like that. That's literally what it is. That's what I believe, at least. And I came to this conclusion from a lot of situations that I was in to where I made the wrong decision personally. Purposely, I should say, and personally, I just made the wrong decision. I'm able to and I'm fortunate to be able to exist today and talk about it and acknowledge it and to let it be rather than acknowledge it in a negative way and beat myself up for it, or worse, blame others. I hate these cops. I want to just say that right away. I watch the same cocksucker, the same pig, drive around on my street in my neighborhood Four fucking times. Four fucking times this cocksucker has just been riding around. Nothing else better to do. Maybe he's looking for kids with fireworks. Give me a fucking break. See, it's the problem with our communities today. All these cops driving around doing nothing when nothing's going on. When something bad is take when something bad is going on, something bad's taking place, you'll never see these people. That's why I don't respect them. Fuck these fucking police officers. I have I have a small amount of respect for those that I know who are police officers, but that's definitely not a representation of all of them. 
Not even close. Because all these people do is antagonize. And I just, I was just fortunate, like I said, I was just fortunate to grow, not just to grow within age, but to grow within maturity and to grow spiritually. And so to see things for what it truly is, rather than just come up with um, just not necessarily, not necessarily judgment, because there is judgment into it, but the judgment wouldn't be to persecute. The judgment is more of an observation. I remember hearing people like when I would hear like Tommy Sotomayor, for example, he would talk about all the shit that's going on in the black communities. And of course, it's never good things, but it's for good reason that it's never good things, because good things never usually happen in those communities. Why lie about it? You think these fucking um, news anchors care? The people don't care. The news anchors sit back and the news anchor will talk about what's going on in the black community. You don't hear people go, oh, you shouldn't do that. The black communities, they don't even sit back and question the situations that they're in. So when a black person brings up what's going on in their communities, they have they have no knowledge. They don't give a shit. White folks talk about what's going on in the black community. They're racist. And they're only telling you the news. And for a lot of people, if they wouldn't have brought up what went on Trayvon Martin, if they didn't bring up what happened, George Floyd, people wouldn't give a fuck. It was only when it was brought up. It was brought up to existence. People had this fascination or they just wanted to be a part of the crowd, just like with Colin Kaepernick and the whole kneel to the flag bullshit. They wanted to be part of the crowd. Okay. Now there are people that will go, yeah, I'm not with this shit. Hey, y'all want to do this kneeling shit? Y'all go ahead, man. That's what y'all niggas choose to do. Me? I don't got to support that shit. And I'm not going to hear, I don't give a fuck about what race it is. I'm not going to hear this shit from anybody. Oh, you should... You shouldn't be talking about the brothers like that. Man, shut the fuck up. I ain't related to them niggas. Fuck are you talking about? I got white folks that that I call. I have white people. They dead. They dead now. But I had white people that I was close to that I considered brothers over most of the niggas I'm around. And I remember growing up going, not feeling guilty about it, but just questioning it. Like, and in the sense that I wasn't questioned, I didn't I didn't have the right question, let's just say at the time. I'm saying, like, why is this white person closer to me than people that look like me? But then I realized I never looked at color like that. So of course I would have that outlook towards people with good character rather than people of color. 
But so many people are brainwashed that if you have an actual, if you have a true, organic, diverse way of thinking and you're not being told by the system to be diverse and open minded because that's who you naturally are. You don't have to take criticism. You don't give a shit. So even with the topics, whatever I decide to talk about, the reason why I do it is because I don't care about the the backlash from what me speaking my mind. First Amendment. I know my rights. I know I didn't violate anybody. I know I'm not selling out my community. I'm not selling out my people. I stay to myself. I don't believe in the my people uh, bullshit. I believe in myself through the grace of God and my capabilities. True black independence. That's what I believe. And when I say independence, I don't mean separation. I'm just saying I'm capable of doing what the fuck I need to do. And I don't need handouts. I have allies. Uh, I have people that support me that I never met personally. And I talk about this every chance I get because it's the reason why I still do what I do today. The people in Tennessee, like I mentioned these states and I mentioned these areas because there was people in those areas that listened and supported me more than anybody in my personal area. We're talking about people in Arizona. We're talking about Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're talking about Alberta, Canada. We're talking. That's it. Did I mention Arizona already? If not Arizona, Tennessee, um, the Bronx, New York. There's a couple people that I used to uh, do like video, not video calls, but like uh, live conversations with on YouTube, not YouTube, Facebook. All these people were listening. The, my audience became those people. And that's what blew me away in the sense of I was just trying to get some credibility in the area that I was in, not realizing the reach was already out there. It was beyond a street. It was beyond a neighborhood. It was beyond a community. It was beyond the state. It was beyond the country. Went to Alberta and Canada. What the? Shout out to Alberta, Canada. Them niggas was listening. I didn't even know niggas in in Canada existed besides Drake, a couple other blacks that I know of. <clears throat> but I say all that to say the reason I still do what I do today is for those people, because those are the people that really kept me on my toes and really kept me in that spirit to talk about things and to bring up different you know, dialogue and different conversation that other people would see as simply taboo or something that you shouldn't do. I wouldn't say that if I were you. Fuck that. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to say. I'll make this shit two hours, man. We've been procrastinating, but this is the last. I, I keep saying, I was about to say, this is the last episode of the weekend, knowing damn well it's Tuesday. It's just 4th of July and I'm not at work. But, um... I'll know what day it is when I have to wake up tomorrow. Trust me. Middle of the week. A.K.A. my Thursday. Oh, but like I said, the people that's been listening for years, right? Versus 
some of the people locally or some of the people I know personally that just figured out that I just been podcasting and not really doing much else. When those people start listening, it's kind of like, uh, all right. You know, what about the people in Oklahoma or the people in California or the people in Ohio or the people in Pennsylvania or the people that's that's my way of thinking. I live in the state, so I, I can care. I can care less what people in the state think of me. It's just the reach and getting to where I was at before, where I had that ability to really be out there and reach out to, you know, people across the country. I never thought that that day would come. And that that was back in, I want to say 2017, 2018. Because I didn't jump back into the podcast until I think 2019. It's been documented on Anchor or Pod. Well, Anchor at that time. And, um, you know, I, I was just starting off baby steps. But before that, I was doing um, Facebook Lives, man. I was doing a lot of Facebook Live videos. And I had a little channel. Well, not a channel. I had a page on Facebook that gained a lot of traction. I, I didn't say I wouldn't say it gained attraction overnight, but it gained attraction over a month. It took a month tops. And then there was just all these people that were, you know, liking the page. And I know for a fact, a lot of people that were listening, they were just inviting others. And it, it was weird because if I were to go live and I, and the thing was, I wasn't organized whatsoever. So whenever I wanted to go live, I would just go live. I wouldn't post and say, hey, I'm going live on this topic. I wouldn't do none of that. It wasn't until I would say when I was still dabbling with it. By the end of 2018, I had like sort of like polls like, hey, what should I talk about next? Relationships, dating, et cetera, et cetera, or this and that. And I started to have more of a like participation the participation from what I remember from the insight of Facebook was pretty high for the people that I had. And, um, it was, it was more like a, it was almost just like having a, a channel rather than like a podcast to me is like pirate radio. You know what I mean? It's just more organized. But at that time I was reaching so many different people And, you know, I would talk about something and people would actually comment. There was a there was a time period beforehand when I started. It would always be like when I started, it would be like 10, 15 people. Then it reached like 25 people and it would only be like maybe three people saying shit. And I don't really like doing videos because I don't like going through like comments while I'm live. Unless it's like for some reason I do a ask me anything sort of thing. But I used to do that shit. And it'd just be a whole bunch of bitches. Like, bitches, like, I don't know what it was about women and and that type of content. Because I wasn't... I'm not on no... um, I'm not on no misogyny shit. A bitch can say that, but then she's just a bitch. Like, she don't really understand this information anyway. She's speaking out of emotion. But... I wasn't what you would consider 
not woman friendly, but I just was raw about it. Like I tell guys like you would have to really evaluate these bitches and treat them like an employee. Because you're going to be the one that's going to like regardless of how you look at it, you're the one that's providing for them regardless. So you're the employer. So you got to treat them like the employee. Some of them need to reach a skill set. Some of them need to reach uh, a level of work to become promoted. You don't want to just hand out promotions. This ain't affirmative action. What the? You don't want to do that. That never ends well. Okay? Never. Never ends well. Fourth of July is almost coming to an end. Uh, Like I said, today was just a weird day because I was still kind of tired from the day before. Because I was like, I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. I was pretty much. This is how the day went for me on Monday. I came in knowing that I had to cut grass and weed whack. So I show up. I have the shed, open the shed, go inside, drink my coffee or whatever the fuck I was drinking at the time, which I got to remember to bring some iced coffee tomorrow. But, um, you know, have my little beverage. Went outside to cut grass at like 7.15, 7.30 in the morning. Took my first break around like 9.15. And I can remember being in my car, like how I am right now, and just looking at the temperature, right? Like the temperature now is 79. When I got to work and I was in my car, I looked at the temperature. It was like 62 degrees. By the time I went back into my car at 9.15, It was already like 89 slash 90 degrees. Right. So I was roasting up. So the day before. um, The day before Tuesday, I was pretty much on my feet and I didn't I don't remember getting that much night, that much hours of sleep. So I want to change things this time around. But at the same time, I want a lengthy episode. It is Fourth of July. It is White History Month. Okay, cheers. I got I got my uh, my glass of Miller draft. Cheers. Happy uh, White History Month. Happy Fourth of July. (sighs) To another highly unorganized, non-productive, yet somehow still productive summer. I forgot I got my days now. I got some more days, which I'm kind of excited about. I don't know, man. Kind of souped for that. I think I'm going to call out. (laughs) I got my new I got my new days off I can use now. I think I'm going to call out next Thursday. Maybe Wednesday and Thursday. So that way, the following week, I only work Monday and Tuesday. Then I'll have uh, Wednesday and Thursday off and include Friday. And I'm going to use my uh, paydays. Like, I need that back. I need that money as well. You know what I mean? 
I, I have to remember not to complain as much. And it's been my problem ever since I started podcasting. You guys know I love to rant every now and then. I just don't call them rants anymore. So when I tell people I don't rant or complain, it's it's not even a lie. It's just I don't consider it complaining or ranting. I just acknowledge things for what it is, and then I move on. But sometimes you have to address it just to know it's, it's going on in order to move forward. Because then there's people that they ignore what's going on around them until the problem is inevitable, and then they complain. I'd rather just complain while I have the opportunity to complain. Like, if you're going through some bullshit, man, and, like, for me, I learned to just deal with it by podcasting. I used to say this a lot. Shout out to Black Ram 313, but it becomes therapeutic just to be able to kind of sit back and talk about whatever issues that are going on or whatever issues that you have or your opinions about something. God knows that I have very little friends that I can have these conversations with. Very few people. So just to get an opportunity to just go out there, say what the fuck I need to say, have it somewhat structured, I guess. Because trust me, I didn't plan on doing this entire episode the way that I'm doing it. But like I said, man, it's 4th of July, day off of work. Compared to my other 4th of July's, man, this 4th of July has been pretty decent. Pretty good, actually. I got weed on top of weed, on top of weed, on top of weed. Remember I brought this up that had like 20 joints, right? I think now I have five. I think I have seven of those joints left. <laughs> I have seven of those joints left, but I also have probably I, I, I dug into my half ounce a little bit. I still had like two quarters and I dug into the sugar cush because I wanted a blunt of some sugar cush. So I said, fuck it. So I had that, which was good, I guess, somewhat. But I also have like seven joints left that I know I can easily carry that out for the rest of the week and part of the weekend if I wanted to. But then I have an entire week. I will wait till like next Friday, I think. I got I got these tires that I got to get put on to. I got these back tires that I need put on. I'll have to get an oil change. I have to get an air filter uh, changed or fixed, whatever the fuck they do with with the air filters in the car. I think I talked about this before. This is just miscellaneous bullshit at this point. But I've been having problems with my AC recently where a lot of times if I get into the car, as long as it's not like retardedly hot out, like 95 degrees, my air will just come right on. Ice cold all the time. 60 degrees Fahrenheit even chill and but it got this weird humming sound you can hear it now right listen it has that sound which isn't that bad but it's still effective but recently i think throughout the past weekend i think actually it was um 
was it Friday night? Friday night when I went out to see my cousin at 11, it was like 11, 15 at night. It was at least 70. It, it had to be at least 75, maybe hotter. No chill, no wind, humid. I'm driving. I have the AC on. I'm looking at the AC. AC max is on. Everything's turned up. 60 degrees Fahrenheit. But it's blowing out hot air. So I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. It wasn't until I got halfway to my cousin's house to where the air finally kicked up. So I have all this shit I got to do when the time comes. I'm not procrastinating. I'm kind of just acknowledging all the shit that I have to do in the near future. And not near future, meaning next month. I mean, like, near future, meaning next week. So, I'm going to have to figure that out. But but look, man, <laughs> hour, close to an hour and 58 minutes. I feel good right now. This is my second beer that I had. Pretty lightweight when it comes to drinking, especially nowadays. It's just too hot to really drink like that. And I'm always more of a night drinker personally. But yeah, getting ready to wrap this up. Getting ready to try to get at least six hours of sleep in order to be on my feet for at least six hours tomorrow with the occasional hour or two to myself in order to record. I'm not going to admit I'm not going to admit this. I'm not willing to, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Monday morning was a great episode. The fact that I woke up and was able to get the amount of sleep that I was able to get and do something early in the morning and be able to still record while driving to work and then pulling up in the parking lot and doing an extra 15, 20 minutes before going inside. I like how it worked, but at the same time, I really don't think that I'm capable of doing it, which sucks because if I was able to do that, wake up in the morning early enough to record, I wouldn't have to really worry about doing anything else for the rest of the day unless I choose to. But Monday was also a very productive day because I didn't just do one episode in the morning. I didn't just do two episodes in the afternoon during break, but I did three episodes later on that night around 6, 37 o'clock. So I'm really just out here throwing out certified bangers. You know what I mean? Certified hit. All right. Anyway, that's a black reference. A lot of the whites won't understand that reference I made. But anyway, at this point, this is all I got to say. And it's the end of another day. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah, what another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel signing out. Peace.